Welcome back into the Restore Liberty Podcast with George and Ray. More with our special guest, Ohio Secretary of State candidate John Adams. George? John, so let's uh, get started with a little bit on your background. So you're running for Secretary of State next year in the primary against our our current uh, squishy, as Mandel would like to call him. Um, You are an Ohio native, um, former Navy SEAL. Uh, Thank you very much, and that's that's quite a feat in and of itself. Uh, Owned a furniture store, spent four terms in the Ohio House. You're known for your conservative values and principles. Uh, Thank you for running, and and can you give us some details on why you're doing this? Well, uh, it started with an election last year, and after that election, uh, I was angry, my wife was angry, and she said, do something. Well, obviously, I've been in in Columbus for eight years serving in the House, and uh, we have experience. We have experience. Uh, It's not like I'm just some... uh, average person off the street, been in Columbus, see how it works. So she said, run for governor. I said, Tara, the <laughs> bridge too far. Right. And uh, couldn't do it. I'd been asked to run for Secretary of State four years ago. And at that time, I simply couldn't do it because of my business. Well, good thing I lost that Senate race because uh, my two sons from... 2014, 2016 at that time, 2016 till now, two of my sons have learned the business, and that will make it fourth generation Wow! Uh, for the furniture business, and it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a heck of a roller coaster ride the last two years, but, it, but it's been good. So that has allowed me to say, look, um, this establishment, never Trumper, Rhino, Frank LaRose, needs to be challenged, and I wish every statewide was challenged, yep. uh, up and down the ticket, but uh, we're going to give him a run for his money, and yes, we know it's an uphill battle, we simply won't have the money compared to the establishment, but uh, voter intensity, I believe, that's one of the factors that, did, that helped me determine whether to run or not, I believe voter intensity is going to be big in the primary and in the general next year. Hey, John. So I said, we're going to do it, we're going to put our name on the ballot, and we're going to go after him. Do you think we could get him to debate you? Um, he will not debate me, I guarantee it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the problem with the establishment guys. The ones that will debate you will never use a fact, and the ones that won't you know, just sort of run away and hide. There, there are two things that you talked about that are, I think are extremely important. First, you're a small business owner, fourth generation now, you say. So you understand what it means to make a paycheck, to have to pay payroll, what the taxes involved are. I, I think small business owners are, are probably the only people that should be running for political office because they're always at, you know, the they're getting the slap in the, in the stick instead of the carrot from the government. So I, I appreciate the fact that you are a small business owner that has to endure things like shutdowns and preferential treatment for Walmart and Amazon as opposed to family businesses. The second thing was uh, one of the things I saw on your uh, Wikipedia play page of all places was that you had advocated uh, introducing a bill to eliminate the Ohio income tax. Uh, anyone who is trying to rein in government spending is okay in my book. Well, let me tell you a little bit about that. Uh, fact of the matter is, is, is Ohio is one, it's a great state. It's positioned well in the United States. And when you go from 24 congressmen in the mid-80s down to 15, 
That tells you that the political class in this state has done nothing for the citizens of this state. There's no reason we should be 15 congressmen when we were when we had 24 in the mid 80s. Absolutely. Yes, I will never let government shut down my business again ever. I will never they can take me to jail, they can do what they want, but they will never close my doors again ever. Thank you. And I think a lot of people share that now that we've had to live through uh, a friend of mine's uh, owns a restaurant, and the poor guy has just been struggling to to get out of the hole from the last two years. It's unbelievable. Well, Ohio just spends the, the, the getting rid of income tax. I mean, would be wonderful. Stop the theft. Ohio spends too much money. What uh, we're about the same size as Georgia and North Carolina, and we spend twice as much or something. It's uh, crazy. We spend as much as Florida, and they're twice as big. I mean. It, it, no wonder it's gone from 24 to 15 uh, seats. People are getting the heck out of Dodge. So let's circle back you real quick. Go ahead. Go right ahead. I was going to say, let's circle back for a minute uh, on the whole issues of you know, what's key for Secretary of State anymore, which is the election process. So I wrote down basically three things that I think are required for a fair and free election. The first is only valid voters. So our registration and voter rolls need to be kept up to date. I know, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the 2010-2012 time frame, you know, the Ohio Voter Integrity Project got rid of millions of dead people that were on the Ohio ballots um, and tried to keep the ballots clean, you know, the, the, the um, voter rolls. And, and, but to get on the voter roll, you need to be a valid voter. you got to prove that you're there. And then the, the second requirement is one voter – gets only one vote. So we talked about the person who voted eight times down in Ohio in 2012. There, there's issues like that all over. The, you know, the Arizona found you know, 10,000 potential voters that voted in two different counties. So you have to be a valid voter. You only get one vote. I think the third thing, which is what's being lost, is you have to have an audible paper trail, meaning when you walk out of that election, I think they ought to give you a copy of how you voted with a, an ID on it that you can then, you know, go online and say, hey, has my vote been counted? Who do they think I voted for? You know, something that can be audited so that when it comes time for a recount, you don't just, you know, throw the things through the same machine that screwed it up the first time. You got humans looking at it, and you've got a way to do a, a physical audit. They gave me two Vax cards when I got vaccinated. I got my Vax cards, so why can't you do this? Wow. Right? Unbelievable. So, I mean... Well, you might, wa- you might want to question... Just hypothetically, there the back cards. I think they could be uh, they could be falsified. They can, and they have been by an NFL football player. <laughs> well, I was going to offer my services as a computer person to do that for somebody, but you didn't hear that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it seems to me it's a fairly simple process to ensure the integrity. But what are the roadblocks? Well, the roadblocks are uh, the legislature itself. Um, look. I think you need to have a forensic audit because what we've done over the last 30 years is just perpetual. We've never really looked under under the hood or under the rug to see where the problems are. And they want to say there are no problems. Well, I don't believe that, and nobody should believe that. So let's do a forensic audit for one. Let's do continue to find ways, not find ways, but just clean up the voter rolls. Uh, that's always challenged in court by how it's done. But just you have to be tough. You have to fight. 
and you know what? You have to. Here's, here's one thing I've noticed. One thing you have to do is do the job instead of being out there processing yourself for the next job, which this guy is clearly wanting to be governor. This guy, I'll tell so, you what. Uh, in 2014, I was elected chair of the Warren County Republican Party. The the first phone call I got was from Attorney General Mike DeWine. And then before I know it, like a week later, a guy, I didn't even know who he was. He was in the, when LaRose was in the Senate, calls me up and says, hey, I want to come and see you. I, and I said, why? I won't even, well, I want to be Secretary of State after Houston. I said, he just got the job. <laughs> so you're exactly right about that. <laughs> Well, here's another one, too. The other thing you ask about voter integrity and elections, elections is the fact that there is no incentive for prosecutors to prosecute, prosecute voter fraud. There's none whatsoever. Now, I'm not here to reinvent the rules but, or steal ideas, but the bottom line is, is Governor DeSantis has, has got it right. You have to have a single department with investigators and people who can prosecute fraud that is incentivized. And you know what? I, there's no reason that we can't cut somewhere and find some expense for its own department to prosecute fraud when it comes to voting, voting integrity. Well, and the elections have such huge consequences. I mean, I just think of the money that is going out in Hamilton County now because suddenly we've become an entirely blue county and you know we have no say in whatever these guys want to spend their money on the last election just cost me another three hundred dollars a year in taxes on property it's just unbelievable and we seem to be hitting on a key point that's come up in at least the last three podcasts we've been doing and that is the ohio gop and when i say that i'm thinking of bob paducek and his crew in the state central committee mike dewine and his flunkies underneath him the Ohio GOP is not doing conservative voters, or really any voter, any any good. You know, DeWine thinks that he's, he's this nanny state dictator that can say and do whatever he wants under the guise of, I'm, I'm doing what's best for you and keeping you healthy. Well, baloney, that's my job. Don't tell me what I got to do. And certainly don't tell me I got to start sticking this experimental it, stuff in my body. Especially when you're a guy who's never had a job. Right. And that... As, as we said earlier, I, I have the deepest respect for people who have run a small business. Uh, equally, I have disdain for people who have never worked. Like, oh, let's say Joe Biden, Mike DeWine, you know, these career politicians who have made millions but never, ever had a show of profit. It, it's unbelievable. And, and in a lot of the topics we've been talking about, like CRT, vaccine um, uh, mandate bills to stop mandates, the Ohio House – seems to listen to the Chamber of Commerce and their lobbyists in the pharma and hospital industry more than they listen to the voters. In fact, exclusively, you know, Bob Cup and Bill Seitz have no intention of, of listening to the people who voted them in. Well, you did bring up uh, critical race theory. Right. Uh, that was, uh, Frank Rose sat on a board uh, that endorsed, it was called Kids Voting, sat on a board and it was publicized over the Secretary of State's website, and basically, it taught critical race theory. Wow. Top line says the Top Ohio Republican partnered with anti-racist education groups. Now, once he got caught, 
oh boy, he took his name, he was no longer on the board, and he pulled it down from the Secretary of State's website, but he was endorsing a program, Kids Voting, which taught critical race theory uh, throughout the program. That you, teacher union money, teacher union money, yep. that's all it is. So, John, what can we, how, the state of your campaign, what can we do to help? I mean, where are you at? I mean, how organized are you? Well, um, go to johnadams4oh.com, and on there you have an interactive voter guide. And... If everybody just knows who's going to go vote, let's hope that the uh, Republican primary voter is informed. Generally, they are. And that voter guide should be a hands-down vote for John Adams. Because what you have is is you have a um, Secretary of State that is establishment, never Trumper, that will go out there and, and tell you all the good things he's done for you, just like our legislature does. Right. That's why we're, we have 15 congressmen instead of 24. <laughs> all the good things they continue to do for us. Until we start replacing these people, nothing's going to change. So our campaign at this point is uh, collecting signatures to get on the ballot, uh, taking donations on the website, and we will continue to fundraise, but that's a, that's a tough one for the simple fact that uh, you're going up against an incumbent and you just can't win, Well, and they tell you. Is the state central committee going to go out there and in the primary start giving money to the incumbents again? I, I think they already have for DeWine. They have for DeWine through the back channels. Uh, whether they endorse or not, I don't know, but here's my, here's my gut. Whatever the establishment wants, the establishment finds a way finds a way to make it happen so my guess is you will see endorsements they only have one more meeting i think it's in february they did not endorse in the last meeting here last thursday or was that no that was friday morning they didn't endorse there bad optics by the way um and the fact that they had to close the meeting down yeah wow but having said that uh i think they will still endorse so that uh um, that's that's just my gut. And in some ways, that may help because I I think what we're going to find, or at least what we're going to be pushing for, is that twenty twenty two primary is your chance to finally really make a difference. Not in November; it's got to be in May when we vote in May. We need to get rid of you know Rob Portman two We need to get rid of you know dictator Dewine and and basically clean house. It, what we've seen with the COVID, the CRT, the comprehensive sex education, all of the crazy stuff going on uh, is that we've got to get rid of the people that are allowing this to happen. And, and to me, it starts in Columbus with the Ohio GOP. They are not supporting any principled-centered leadership at all. You've got that absolutely correct. They don't want John Adams back in Columbus, Ohio, because he has a mind, he has a spine, and... He knows how to fight for what's right and uh, getting things done. They didn't want John Adams there when he was there. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what I remember when we met way back when. Uh, that was true. That was true for uh, John Adams II. You're correct. <laughs> I, I like this mind-spine fight uh, m- mantra you got going there. I think that that's that's a winner. I mean, that's exactly what we want: are people who understand what's going on, willing to fight for it, and, and not. You know, get bought off by the Chamber of Commerce and the hospitals and pharma. Now, I've, I've been fortunate enough uh, to have seven children. Wow. And if you can't learn how to say no with seven <laughs> children, um, I, I don't know what else there is. I mean, we did it in Columbus. We, we fought hard. Uh, sometimes we won. But on average, all you do is bend the curve. Uh, right. Establishment changes the votes, changes the rules. They don't change the votes. They change the rules by how you vote. Um, so it's, you know what? Uh, we have an opportunity in May, and I believe that there's going to be enough intensity uh, to make a change, and I think our odds are good. I think so as well. I, mean, I, I think we just need to continue to push, uh, do the trick they did in Virginia and emphasize what's what all this craziness is doing to the kids because that's, that's immense as well. Any polling on, on the race yet, John? No, no. Um, it is a down ticket. Right, yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those races where people, uh, even in the campaign realm, uh, are not interested. They're going to be, what's going to drive it is the governor's race and the Senate race. Yeah. And that's where all the money is going to be spent. Wow. Well, John, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, anything we can do to help, we'll pass out your website there, johnadamsforoh.com. We'll make sure that's posted and gets around. Uh, best of luck, man. We're really hoping you can get in there and make a difference. Well, thank you for having me on. And um, fight, fight, fight. That's all we can do. Thank you. Hey, a reminder, you can subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, and others. Just search for you Restore Liberty. You can find other podcasts the same way. Cry. Sign up, info at RestoreLiberty.us, and you can always leave feedback on the podcast at 513-458-32. We've still got one more segment to come. We'll look at 2022 priorities when the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray continues. checking it twice. going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town.